for me, it's great to be able to collaborate um, regardless of, of the style. Um, but then when it comes to jazz in particular, it's an art form that's generally been focused around bands and groups rather than soloists. Obviously, oh, yeah. you get piano solo jazz gigs and, and I do solo gigs on the harp. But I, my my absolute passion and my favourite thing is when I'm, I'm on stage with some of my mates and, and playing some music that we've worked on together and kind of bouncing different ideas around and, and that's sort of what, what it's all about for me. So that, that's always my preference. Today I'm talking to the jazz harpist Ben Creighton Griffiths. Ben, it's so great to meet you here on Zoom. And you as well, yeah. Uh, I discovered you on Instagram, not discovered, but I saw you on Instagram. And uh, what really um, intrigued me was that you played, not that you played harp, but the jazz harp. And yeah. I didn't know it was actually, um, you know, possible. Not not possible, but, uh, you know, I you, you don't come across harp players who do a lot of jazz. Yeah. Um, so there are, um, you'd be surprised, there's a few of us um, that, that do this. Um, really? And obviously... You go back um, quite a while to um, sort of Dorothy Ashby and, and Alice Coltrane and, and stuff like that, and, and you get um, even Harper Marx sort of more alternative style of playing uh, from quite a while back. But now the, the sort of um, generation of, um, of harpists kind of having a go at, at doing something a bit different, which is great, and I'm, I'm really happy to be part of um, part of that sort of niche but growing community. Yeah, because I you just always associate the harp with orchestra and with classical yeah. music and and you know the whole look of the harp also so did you start off training uh, classically on the harp yeah so um originally uh, i started playing when i was four um and i started learning um sort of in, in a very normal way um studying um classical music and doing uh, examinations and competitions all that sort of stuff when i was younger um but from uh right from the beginning i was kind of interested in sort of uh different sort of styles of, of composition other than classical music so one of the pieces that i was really interested in when i was um when i was four and wanting to start playing the harp was um a blues composition by an american jazz harpist deborah henson conant um who is um uh, who always was a, a great inspiration of mine and is um uh, an absolutely amazing sort of uh show person and um and uh, creator of different styles of music so so right from the beginning as well as learning sort of all my my Bach and my handle and and all of that sort of stuff I was interested in doing something a little bit different um but yeah for for right the way until uh, until I was 18 I was having um, proper formal classical tuition um a lot of my studies were with Catherine Finch um in the UK and then with Eleanor Bennett as well um so yeah I spent a lot of time doing classical music um but then uh more more recently my focus has been on jazz and more alternative styles but as uh, when when you were training now, or when you were were uh, learning to play the harp, what was it about the jazz that intrigued you? Because I assume your teacher would have just had the focus on on classical training. Well, um, I can't. The truth is, I can't really remember because I was so young. Um, I don't 
exactly remember what I was kind of thinking and and kind of uh, what I, what I was looking for in it. I mean, the the, the one piece in particular was something that I had heard um, from a musical family. Uh, my godmother played the harp. My mum's a flautist. And it was a piece that I'd heard my godmother playing a lot before I even started playing. So it was just, I, I guess it must have just been something that intrigued me. Um, and uh, I also played the piano as well. Um, and from, uh, I was learning that classically when I was younger, but when I was uh, six or seven, I started learning jazz piano with um, with a teacher here in, in my hometown. Um, so I was kind of always um, experiencing a different style of music, even just on the piano and improvising a lot as well. So I guess there was always that desire to take it to the harp. I can't really tell you um, necessarily why. It's just something I always wanted to do. Um, and now it's, it's something that I, I really enjoy doing. Uh, well, it's, it, it's what I want to do now with my career. But uh, did you listen to jazz music as a child? Uh, I listened to everything. Um, so I've um, always had quite an interest in in just listening to, to the radio and listening to all sorts of styles of music. Um, my uh my mother is a classical musician but my dad's got quite a varied music taste um so i guess that that was probably a bit of a influence um and yeah i've always just kind of been into listening to whatever kind of takes my fancy a little bit so i i guess maybe that that's where some of the interest as well came from but i wasn't just listening to classical music so i i guess maybe that's a, a bit of a reason so you come from a, a musical family in, in the sense that your mum is also a musician. What does your mum do? So she's a classical flautist. Um, so, yeah, she uh, performs freelancer in orchestras and teaches a lot. Um, and uh, like I say, she had this flute and harp duo with my godmother when I was um, younger. So they, they were very busy and I was around the harp and the flute quite a lot. Um, and obviously I decided to choose the um, the most difficult instrument out of the two in terms of transportation and, and just ease of actually owning it. It'd be a lot easier if I played the flute. But um, yeah, I decided yeah, I And then you could just carry it with you. That's uh, that's something that uh, I speak when I speak to harpists also this this side of it you know that you can't just pick up the harp and go it's like a lot of it's, a lot of things you have to take into consideration yeah the, there's a lot of planning with it. it it's quite tricky you you have to have a massive car um and as a jazz musician as well actually one of the most frustrating things now is uh, quite often you, you might just um, want to take your instrument with you when you go to uh, to watch a jazz gig somewhere else and and someone might say, oh, you got your instrument, come on, come and play with us sort of thing. That happens all the time in the jazz world. And of course, I can never do that because I can't really just turn up with a harp to something. So um, it is a little frustrating, um, but then I'm also lucky with uh, playing such a, an interesting and um, versatile instrument. So it's, it's uh, a bit of both worlds. But now initially what was what was it about the harp that intrigued you because you had the exposure of the flute and the harp so why do you think you chose the harp um well as a um as a maybe not so serious reason i wonder if i had too much exposure to the flute because my mum was always teaching in the house um for, for oh, a very okay. long time when i was younger so maybe i, I wasn't so keen on, on listening to it all the time um but I think maybe um, something about the harp just captured my um, my imagination when I was sort of that three, four years old sort of thing, um, sort of age. Um, and I, I, I really can't tell you what, because I don't really know what I was thinking or, or experiencing that much at that stage, except that's just what I wanted to do. Um, and it was very much, I, I was never um, 
obviously I was encouraged, but I was never um, told to play. I was never sort of, so oh, you will have music lessons, you will whatever like that. It was very much, I went to my parents and said, I want to play the harp. And then I was repeatedly asking to get a harp for, for a long, you know, not in the way that kids say, oh, I want to be, um, I want to be a policeman. I want to be a fireman or whatever like that and sort of change mm-hmm. things all the time. I consistently for weeks and weeks and months and months was asking and saying, that's what I want to do. Um, I really don't exactly know why. Um, it was just something that I've always had a, a passion and a sort of something captured my imagination with it. And, and that's what I've always run with since then. But now you've done all the usual lessons and and music education that uh, when you were, did you go to a mainstream school or did you go to a conservatory? Um, So I went to a regular, just normal school um, until I was 18. Um, And then at the point at which I would have gone to university, um, that was at that time, I was kind of making the decision that actually my focus was away from the classical world and into jazz. So I made the decision at the time to not apply to a conservatory or a university and to not go into any formal sort of graduate studies. But actually, I went straight into the freelance world and performing. Um, I was uh, I had a fair amount of sort of gigs and, and things going on at the time anyway. So uh, initially, it was a thing of, well, I'll see what happens for maybe a year, two years, and then kind of, you know, can always come back to, to education. But actually, it went really well. Um, and I, I'm still, I will say, I still do a lot of classical playing. I have a number of orchestras that I play um, play in as, as a member of the orchestra. I, I still do sort of some classical concerts and things. I still teach, and I, I teach both classical and jazz, piano and harp. Um, so, you know, I, I had quite a wide variety of things available to me, but my focus was the jazz and I didn't feel there was anywhere for me to go and study. So instead, I just decided I'd go and sort of get on with it. And actually, I started playing a lot with um, some uh, very experienced sort of jazz players. um, And I was finding actually I was learning a lot from them on gigs, playing, practicing, rehearsing. um, And sort of that, in a way, was my sort of formal, well, formal informal education in jazz um which uh for me when it comes to jazz music i think that's sort of the way it should be done wow. um so um so yeah i, I didn't ha- i don't have any sort of formal qualifications to be honest at all i spoke to a musicologist just the other day and we were talking about this exact thing where he said that sometimes we are just too focused on the papers you know and that musicians and artists should be able to get their education up to a point but then go out there and just do the music you know and do the thing and and experience and learn through that and that you you shouldn't wait for this perfection that everybody strives for but that you have to go out there and share the music so this is this is basically what you what you did then yeah, I think so. I mean, I will say if I had have been pursuing classical music as my main thing, I probably would have um, gone to a, a conservatory or university or something. I think that would have been um, sort of uh, something I would have felt maybe was, was a bit more necessary to kind of get that next level of um, depth and, and knowledge and, and stuff that maybe you can only get in a really academic environment. Um, so I, I think I probably would have um, committed to studying somewhere had I been doing that. But I, I really feel quite strongly um, when it comes to jazz and that sort of thing um, and sort of more alternative sides of music. I mean, you don't see many sort of rock bands going to university. Um, Charlie Parker didn't have any qualifications, uh, not that I'm comparing myself. Um, but 
I don't feel it's anywhere near as necessary for some people. Maybe it's the right choice, but um, for for me, it was uh, it was right to kind of just throw myself out there and, and kind of make myself learn on on the job almost. I guess. Yeah, but is jazz not also more about improvisation and about you know that you have to develop your own style, but that you like you say you learn from other musicians and that that exposure. Yeah gives you that confidence almost to to do that yeah to, do, to develop this style absolutely yeah i agree i mean obviously i've been studying um with uh, with this jazz pianist julia martin since i was six so there is a strong theory based jazz for the improvisation which um is fairly necessary for, for doing a fair amount of stuff but I've been studying that for a while. So actually, yeah, going to university, I kind of just, I think I probably would have just had my head in a book for maybe not so much gain at the time. And what I really needed was to be going out there and, and mixing with people and, and kind of being able to uh, work with other people, bounce ideas off them and, and sort of learn about the, um, the the on the job things, which you don't actually learn about in university as well, you know, how to actually have a, a gigging career how to um have a, a life that sort of works with with the job um and all sort of like the, the stuff that you don't get taught in a classroom i guess mm. but you have specific well in in jazz you almost associate a specific instruments with jazz music but because um it could just be me but you don't associate the the harp with jazz but how do you adapt uh, the instrument to that type of music, or is it does it come naturally? Um, so part of that is down to uh, the the choice of the the style of music and the pieces you're playing, and part of it's down to um, the setup in which you're playing as well. And um, so you're very you're very correct that um, most people. Uh, the majority of people that I meet will not as associate the the heart with jazz. That's something I always get and come across, and that that's um, to be expected. Um, I play. Um, I have a couple of distinct genres within jazz that I focus on. I do an awful lot of uh, jazz manouche, the sort of hot club Django Reinhardt nineteen thirties French style, uh, and then I also do quite a lot of modern electric fusion uh, with a, a jazz rock fusion band that I have called Chew. And with both of those. Um, I quite often I, I choose music that leans into um, how the harp works. So um, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but the the harp uh, has some limits chromatically because of the pedaling system and how it works. So there's some things that are, are, are hideously difficult to play on the harp that would be very, very simple on the piano or the guitar or something. Oh, so okay. some styles of jazz, um, for example, bebop, um, some of Charlie Parker's stuff, um, to play that, as a soloist on the harp is uh, incredibly difficult to the point at which it's probably not going to sound so great. But if I play that style of music in uh, a quintet where I've got a bass player who's going to do the bass, I've got a, maybe a pianist doing some comping, a drummer, and then maybe a saxophonist or something, suddenly the harp will work in that setting because I'm not having to do everything. So I'm uh, for myself, I'm very careful in the repertoire that I choose um, to make sure that it's something that I can um do well but also that the harp um can actually add something to the music that's being played and not just mm -hmm. oh he's managing to play this sort of jazz standard on the harp i don't want to just manage i want to actually like add something so otherwise there's not much point in doing it so yeah i'm very careful what i select um with my more modern fusion band with you um a lot of that's my own compositions and obviously i'm a harpist so i'm writing that from a, a harpist point of view so um 
yeah, it, it kind of depends um, a little bit, but you, you do have to be careful because the harp has got some unique qualities to it as an instrument that can make the jazz quite difficult, but it can fit in everywhere. You just have to think about how you're going to do it. So you don't just uh, use the harp for the sake of playing the harp. So you really choose what you are doing. Uh, and But do you challenge yourself also with pieces yep. where you think like, okay, this might not work, but let's give it a go. Always, yeah. And and not only do I challenge myself, I tend to get challenged by musicians that I work with. Really? Um, so I my um, my hot club band, the Transatlantic Hot Club, I run with a good friend of mine, Adrian Chevalier. He's a French violinist based in New York. Um, and we've known each other for 10 years now, and we, we tour all over the place. Um, and we have a lot of fun. And the thing that over the years, um, you know, we'll, we'll come up, we'll have a new tour, we'll, we'll meet up, be planning the repertoire, and, and you'll be like, oh, we need to try this tune, we need to try that tune, it'll be something I haven't done before. And maybe it's something a couple of years ago I'll have said to him, ah, no, I'm not too sure that's going to work on the harp. And then this time you'd be like, oh, no, we need to give it a go. Um, so we're always adding sort of new tunes that way. And sometimes uh, it's something that's a bit more difficult with the harmony, something that's a bit more sort of um, tricky with how the, the rhythms are going to work, different combinations of instruments, all sort of stuff like that. So, yeah, absolutely, because otherwise um, you're just going to end up playing the same pieces all the time. Um, so I try to um, I try to add new repertoire myself. Um, and then, yeah, you, you always come across people who are going to want to give you new tunes and things. So it, it's very important because otherwise you're not going to develop. But you talk about all these bands that you are involved in. Is it important for you to play with a band? Do you enjoy that? Yeah, it's essential. I mean, um, one a common issue for harpists um, and across all genres of music is it can actually be a bit solitary because it's one of those instruments where um, most music written for the harp is kind of like solo music. You know, you don't obviously, instruments like the violin and the flute are nearly always accompanied um and outside of an orchestral situation you know um it, there are often not that many opportunities to to play with other people especially when you're younger because um you don't have like string quartets wind quintets all those sort of traditional options for other musicians um aren't there so um for me it's great to be able to collaborate um regardless of, of the style um but then when it comes to jazz in particular it's an art form that's generally been focused around bands and groups rather than soloists obviously oh, yeah. you get piano solo jazz gigs and, and i do solo gigs on the harp but i my my absolute passion and my favorite thing is when i'm, I'm on stage with some of my mates and, and playing some music that we've worked on together and kind of bouncing different ideas around and, and that's sort of what, what it's all about for me so that that's always my preference and i assume when you uh, compose because you said you compose also yourself do you then also involve other musicians so that you can fill in the spaces that the harp can't do yeah um so uh, it depends a little bit on what I'm writing, but um, the way I kind of try and approach it is as a harpist, when I'm playing new music written by other composers, um, it sometimes gets um, not frustrating, but um, sometimes composers don't take the effort to check with a specialist in an instrument that they don't know about, um, about the best way to write for it. And so likewise, when I feel like that, when people write for the harp, when I'm writing for my band, I'm not going to tell my drummer exactly what to play because yeah. I'm not a drummer yeah. and I'm not an expert. Mm -hmm. So I, what I very much do is, uh, particularly like with my fusion band, Tube, I come up with the idea of a piece, I come up with the harmonies, the melody and sort of the rough structure, but then take it to the band 
and say, my idea for the drums at this point is we're going to play a funk groove in this sort of style, a bit like this piece. And then we'll play a little bit and then see how it goes. And then he'll probably have an idea of how to change it up a little bit or to do his own thing. You know, I just give a quite, quite a loose instruction. Um, so that's how I tend to work um, with that sort of thing. Uh, when we're playing more traditional jazz, obviously, it tends to be arrangements of existing uh, tunes. So in that case, um, people kind of know what they're doing already. Um, and then some compositions are a bit more specific. Um, I recently wrote a, a concerto for Jazz Harp and Symphony Orchestra, which I premiered earlier mm -hmm. this year. I've got a few more performances coming up. And obviously, that was fully scored out, 25 minutes long, five movements written for wow. um, a full, full orchestra. So in that case, that's all prescribed. Um, and I, I wrote that all myself and was very particular about everything in there. But I approached that from a, a different way of writing. Um, so, yeah, it, it's in a band, it's very much a collaborative approach. And I think it has to be to get the best results. But amazing that you did this composition or that you do these compositions. Do you have training in, in composing? Uh, no, um, but I have training in improvisation. Um, oh, and okay. impro all composing is is improvisation that's written down. So, um, you know, I, I have sort of the, the, the theory, the scale theory and the, the chord theory that was um, taught to me by my jazz piano teacher over all those years. And, and that's what I utilize when I'm writing in that way. Mm -hmm. Um I do have a few people that I can go to and ask for um, opinions and stuff. I've got a friend who's a PhD in, in composition at, at Cardiff University, and um, he, he's very helpful to kind of give an eye over things and, and stuff like that. So I, I have people I go to to ask opinions and things. But, okay. um, yeah, no, no formal training in composition. The the improvisation, it's, it's very tricky. And I'm, I've spoken also to classical musicians who find it tricky to, to yeah. do that. It's not, and that's not everybody... It looks very easy, but I I heard from people that it's not so easy to do. So, uh, you you have a great talent for that, then. Oh, thank you. Um, I mean, for me, it's something I've been doing from a very young age. Uh, I I sympathise a lot with particularly classical musicians who have that approach to improvising. My mum, um, she swears that she cannot improvise. She'd be terrified to throw the dots away, all that sort of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But she's she's never really done it. And she's been playing music for, you know, 30, 35 years or longer. Um, but I, um, I, I teach a lot of workshops in improvisation for harpists and I do them as uh, an introduction to improvisation. So it's it can be for any level, any age. I get kids, I get adult learners and I get, um, you know, professional musicians all in the same class. And they'll ne never have done any jazz before. And by the end of sort of a two-hour class, I have them improvising a little bit. And the, the number one thing that um, stops them from doing it is not that they can't do it or that they have a lack of knowledge. It's just the confidence is the thing with improvising. Because yeah. I think a lot of people, they spend years, decades training in music, but there's always something in front of them on the page. Mm -hmm. And they're, they always, they're, they're being told kind of what to do. And that, that idea of throwing it away, I think, can be... Uh, maybe um, a little bit sort of um, scary and intimidating um, and the theory with jazz can sometimes also be like that um, so yeah and what, what I do is I just I, I make them do it I just throw them into the deep end and say well you know you're here so you're gonna have to do it and by the end of it usually people are getting into it and they're enjoying it and then they want to come back for a little bit more so I always kind of try and say to people even experienced classical musicians who have been playing for far longer than I have um, it's something you should just um give a go-to it's a really important skill um of course you go back a couple of hundred years and all classical musicians improvised um you know because continual parts for yeah. Bach and Handel they, they weren't really written down you know they were all improvised so 
um, it's a skill that I think everyone should try and hone um, and is worth persevering with, even if it's something people find scary or sort of difficult. But amazing that you that you uh, teach that or that you make that part of your teaching. So how important is this uh, is teaching for you? Uh, because as a musician, um, I mean, of course, you, you do your thing, but now you also dedicate time to teach others. Yeah, I, I think it's really important because um, especially when you're kind of doing something a bit different, um, you know, it's important to kind of like pass that on and give uh, other people the chance to, to try something because, um, you know, I, I benefited from uh, having not only great teachers, but also attending lots of workshops and masterclasses with teachers from around the world. Um, particularly another American jazz harpist, Park Stitney. I mean, again, he's been playing jazz for years. And he's really incredible. You should um, check his, his stuff out. You know, I benefited from having some lessons and classes with him when he was in the UK when I was younger. Uh, and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now without seeing people like him and, and other artists. So, you know, um, if I can kind of like try and do something similar for, for other um, young musicians or, or other people who are kind of like starting off in their, their journey, then that's... Um, then that's great, you know, and then that's sort of what needs to be done because I have no idea, you know, who, who uh, where where they might sort of go on from there themselves. Um, and not only that as well, it's kind of spreading a little bit more of the word about jazz harp and, and even if people take a class and, and it's not something they're going to continue playing themselves, they might well want to go to some concerts of that sort of music later on, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's important to engage with, with everyone in that sort of way. Um, so for, for me, it's, it's really important. But it must be also inspiring for for young children to see you play jazz harp because I think not everybody wants to be a classical musician and sometimes I think if you are looking at specific instruments and have that association then it, it puts you off playing it so now you inspire through showing what is possible. Yeah, exactly. I hope so. Not not everyone, uh, not every sort of kid who picks up the instrument will want to play um, your traditional repertoire. They might want to do something different. So, um, yeah, exposure to uh, not not just to myself, but to, to the other people in the harp community who are playing sort of more alternative styles of music um, it is really important. And it's just good for the whole community because, you know, every kid that picks up a harp because they want to play some pop songs on it rather than classical music is another harpist. So it's yeah. good for all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. But now, Ben, uh, tell me, um, what still are the wishes for you for the future? Uh, well, I've got a few. Um, at the moment, uh, I guess I have uh, three sort of main strands, I guess, to my work. Um, I've got my uh, my hot club band, the, the one with my friend from New York. Um, we want to continue to grow that. We recorded an album um, back in June, so we're going to release that sometime end of this year, beginning of next year. We want to keep developing our, our tours across Europe and the US with that. Uh, my other band, Chew, um, we kind of, uh, again, we've actually, we just recorded, and last week we released our second EP. Uh, finally, about three years too late, thanks to the pandemic. Um, but I want to get, get that back on the road and, and touring and um, gigging properly with that again, because it's been a while. Um, and then finally my concerto as well. Um, that's something I've got a couple more performances in the diary. I've got a few more I'm trying to negotiate. So I, those are the three main things that I want to grow um, in sort of the immediate future. Um, and to kind of take those three different styles of um, of my music sort of out to, to the world and, and to people um and then beyond that it's just uh carrying on composing 
um, and carrying on sort of developing uh, what I'm doing and, and hopefully meeting more fantastic musicians to, to kind of work with. Um, that's, that's my plan at the moment. You're a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> you have to really juggle between all these bands that you're involved with and the composing and, and, and life. Probably. Yeah, it, it's a lot, um, but it, you know, it's fun. I, I'm not the kind of person to, um, I, I can't just do one thing. Um, I get, I, I don't get bored, but I get a bit restless just doing sort of the, the same thing all the time. So I, I quite like having, um, having a week where I've got one gig with one thing, one gig with another, and then something completely different at the end. So that's, um, that it's good for me actually. So, and, and you are based in Wales. Yeah, I'm based in Cardiff, um, in Wales, um, but I travel all over for, for when I um, when I perform and when I play. Um, but yeah, based based in South Wales, and it's uh, it's a lovely place to be. Uh, were you born there? Yeah, um, yeah, I was born uh, born in Cardiff. I've been here my uh, my whole life, um, and you, I think plan to to stay here. So, um, but but you don't have the accent. No, uh, no, I don't. My my mum actually is from the north of England. Anyway, she she came to Cardiff to study at the music college, um, and my dad's from here. So uh, no, I I don't have um, I, I don't have any of the the Cardiff or the, the Welsh accent. But uh, I promise I am very Welsh. So. Oh, okay. But people, do you have a website where can people contact you? I do. Yes. Um, I mean, it's nice and easy. If you just check my name, Ben Crichton Griffiths, into Google, you'll find me. The website is bjcg.co.uk um i'm on obviously instagram facebook mm -hmm. as well um and i've got a youtube channel um and then both my bands have that as well um it, all the links are on my website it's very very easy uh, to find I've got a full, um, yeah i've got a full event listing on there as well if people want to see sort of where i am where i'm playing and stuff like that okay. so. i will add the the uh, website in the link uh, oh, the, link the website in the description yeah so people can find you Ben, this was so lovely talking to you. Um, it's uh, I, I love your Instagram page. I love to see what you do. And uh, um, and um, whenever you come to Vienna, please let me know. Oh, I will do, certainly. Yeah, you can come and do a gig here. I would Get love to band. do that. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> okay. So from me and the bee, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know where he is now, but uh, have a lovely afternoon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for your time. No worries. Thank you. Bye.